How about we uh, we welcome our dear brother again and just give him a warm Livingstone's greeting tonight, <laughs> brother Ivan Tate. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Praise the Lord. All right. Thanks a lot. Praise the Lord. Very appreciate that. So over the top. That's all right. Um, let's go right into things and go to the book of Acts, if you would, chapter one. We are expecting the Lord to do a lot of beautiful things tonight, like he has been. That's his job. And because God loves us truly, and because we are bought with a price and are priceless, then we should be in a state like you are of expectation that God's going to do something. Something already has happened to you. You may not even know it. But honestly, just to get in this atmosphere is a lot of healing. You folks have gone crazy. <laughs> and that is awesome. Because you have to lose your religion to find your relationship. And that's what's going on. And it's a beautiful thing to behold. It's a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, this building is just too small for you. You know, it's just too small, Pastor. You, you're going to the promised land. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's shove, let's shove everybody out. Lord, we just move on over to the promised land. Praise the Lord. That building paid ahead of time in full. No debt. That's how God does it. No debt. Praise God. This is a crazy thing, but I'm tell it to you anyway. Um, a few years ago, the Lord told me, I want to pay off people's houses. And I want you to start believing me. We're over 300 houses now. And you never know who it's going to be. So it could be you. Would you look at your neighbor next to you and say, hey, I need you to pay my house off. <laughs> Go ahead and say, say look, I, 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 don't, I don't know where you came. <laughs> but that's why I came. I came to get my house paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's kind of a cool thing if somebody does that. <laughs> we'll see how many of you tell me, hey, you know, my house, somebody paid my house off. <laughs> I've heard it over 300 times now, so we'll see how many more we can add. <laughs> uh, when I was a young man, 17, and totally lost, and filled with hate and bitterness, I began to cry in my soul. I wasn't crying to God, but I was just crying in my soul. I was trapped in a body, and my mind was in prison, and my emotions were being ripped to pieces, tortured, tormented. I had nightmares every night. 
I, I hated so many people, and I hated myself. I had uh, things I can't say here tonight. We have a lot of young people, but I had a lot of bad things in my life. And when I got saved, after about three months, I started feeling temptations coming. And because I had not lived morally before that. And it seems like when you get saved and you get changed and God, you have a conversion, it's like everything changes. Your personality changes, your the way you talk to people, the way you treat people. And, and it, it becomes even a beautiful thing to people who know you as an ugly person. And when they know how ugly you are, because they've seen you maybe your whole life, and then the beauties of God start coming out just because you're so grateful that you can tell something has happened to you like this young man, that there's something different. It's like you go from black and white, the world is all black and white, to color. And you just don't see anything the same anymore. It all changes. And that happened to me. But after a little while, I started getting a lot of phone calls from young ladies and things like that. And, and um, I, I was a quarterback of the football team, captain of the baseball team, basketball team, track team, all that kind of stuff, all that. I'm not saying that for any boasting. I'm just telling you, Satan knew how to come at me. And I went to the only Christian I knew, uh, which my, was my chemistry street teacher, and I said, hey, how many girls do I get as a Christian? <laughs> now, for those of you that have been moral your whole life, you probably don't understand what I just said. But for the rest of us that actually need Jesus, we actually need Jesus to just survive. And that's where I come from. I needed Jesus to just survive. I wasn't raised in a moral place. And I needed the help of God. And I said, so, so how does this work? He said, no, no girls. Ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> and at that time, uh, we had had almost 100 athletes get saved in three months. And we were all carrying big white Bibles, the thick ones, the family size. <laughs> and they say, Holy Bible. Like the whole football team got saved, except one person. He was a Jehovah's Witness. And, and I was uh, at a Sears, Sears store, you know, five years later, and I saw him. And he ran up to me. He threw his arms around me. He said, oh, can I get saved now? He said, I, I wanted to, but I'm, I was a Jehovah's Witness, and I still am, but I'm ready to pay the price. What do I have to do? And he got saved between the lingerie and the shotguns. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. But I, I was a weak, weak young man. And so I said, oh, how, how does this work? He said, you know, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. God never intended for you to obey him without his help. You're actually not going to be able to do it.
You're actually not capable of being a true Christian without the help of the Holy Spirit. If you can be a Christian without Jesus or the Holy Spirit, you have something else other than Christianity. You have deception. Praise the Lord. Tonight, we've got to have the power of God fall on our bodies. We've got to have the power of God fall into those areas of your life where you are weak. Those areas of your life where you are defeated. You know you're defeated. There's no, you don't have, nobody has to convince you. You know you have problems. And you know that if you don't get rid of those problems, you're never going to be who God wants you to be. So God doesn't ask you to actually do what he wants you to do without offering you all the help you need to actually do it. It's called power. It's divine power. It's the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So I was so hungry and curious, and I said, okay, well, what do you, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you, where do I find this? And I said, this can take away these urges and impulses and these temptations. He said, oh, yeah, like overnight. What are you talking about? What do you mean overnight? Like overnight? Yeah. You mean I won't have these urges and then and, 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 and these longings and sensations and desires and, and drives and fantasies and imaginations? and Right. It'll all just be gone. I said, you're lying. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not lying. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit. So he said, you need to get fully baptized in that power. You need to get immersed in that power. And he began to explain to me what that was. And as I take you through it tonight, be prepared to say, God, if I can do enough without you, it's my own righteousness not yours. That righteousness in the Bible is called filthy rags. If you look up that word filthy, it'll say these words, the menstrual rags of women. That's what your righteousness without God doing something through you is. That's why for a Christian, there is no holier than thou. No such thing. That's why for a Christian, you never feel like you are better than someone in the deep, darkest places of sin. It's not something you actually think because you realize you have the same identical potential that that person has to be that person. You just haven't had that poison injected into you since you were a little child like they have. So instead of I'm better than you, you have an attitude of I am here. How can I help you? And I love you and you're, you're precious and you are priceless to God and you are special to God. And it doesn't matter how twisted you may be right now and how defeated you may be and how bound up you may be because we were all there at one time unless you were born under a Pat Boone star or something like that. <laughs> Some of you don't know who that is, but <laughs> those of us that are a little older, we know. So in the Bible, in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, 
Jesus says, gathering them all together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. So he tells them, I'm going away, but I'm sending you a helper called the Holy Spirit, and he is going to empower you to do the things that you cannot do yourself. Because what glorifies God is not for you to do what God wants you to do without him, but what really glorifies God is when you say, I can't do it, and then God empowers you, and you do it, and you realize it is not me, but it is the Holy Spirit inside of me, and it is the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me doing it through me, and I'm watching God actually live his life through my body, through my mind, through my will, through my emotions, through my feelings, through my my conscience, through my intuition, through my communion with God, and I'm feeling the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's what you're feeling in these services. You're feeling the power of the Holy Spirit that is reaching out to you and saving your friends and, and delivering people and healing people. It is not a human being, a, a wretched person like me. It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the room, not me. I have nothing. I need more help than you do. I mean, we are all needy of God in many ways, and we just simply surrender and yield ourselves to him. And as you yield yourself to him, his power comes down, and it enters your life, and he baptizes you in the power of the Holy Spirit, and then your entire life's direction changes. And everything you do gets baptized in love and joy and peace and righteousness and good. Your job, your work, your profession, it all changes. All of a sudden, you're not just a normal plumber. Now you're a Holy Ghost plumber. And when you go to do some plumbing, you don't just fix the plumbing and get paid and leave. You're praying while you're fixing the plumbing. And the Holy Ghost tells you that widow does not have enough money to pay you and still get food this week. I don't want you to charge her the $3,000. I want you to tell her that Jesus told you not to charge her and that you are going to pray because she's heart, she has a heart problem. And the plumber, who's a normal guy, says, uh, you know, do you have a heart problem, ma'am? Oh, yes, I have a heart problem. I've had a heart problem now for quite a while. Well, Jesus told me you did it. I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? And I'm not going to charge you. Pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> we were sitting at a pizza hut, my wife and I, and I had come home from meetings, and she had not gone with me on that trip, and I had been gone a little while, and so when I saw her, I was in a romantic mood, and and uh, so I took her out uh, for pizza, and and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I'm a big spender, and 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 I was sitting across from her, and she has beautiful blue eyes and everything, and and uh, and so I'm just staring at her, and, and she knows what it all means, and I'm staring at her and giving her the looks and all the different things and all the all the signals and all that, and I love you, baby, and you're beautiful, and. Man, I'll tell you, you're something. You know the whole, the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> and she's not looking at me at all. She's looking over here. 
And I'm saying, what's going on? Why aren't you looking at me? And I look, and there's a man in the corner, and he's got his head down, and he's crying. And she gets up and just walks over there and sits with him. And I'm looking, and in a little while, he's sobbing so loud that everybody's looking around, and he's just weeping, and she's leading him to Jesus, and he's getting saved. I had meetings a couple of days later, and he drove there with his wife, who he was separated from, and their three children, and the whole family got saved, and they all got filled with the Holy Ghost, and they are serving God to this very day because of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. If you can get the power of the Holy Spirit, if you can get the presence of the Holy Spirit on you, then you will become a person that is followed by and led by and protected by on all sides of your life by the Holy Spirit. The sign of the Holy Spirit being with you is miracles, signs and wonders Follow your life, whoever you are. Even if you're a housewife with, uh, with little slippers and you got some curlers in there and you're at the grocery store, the Holy Spirit can flow right through you, supernaturally flow right through you. Come on, look at somebody and say, I want the Holy Ghost. Say it to them. I want the Holy Spirit. Say it out loud. I want the power of the Holy Spirit. And so then through the Bible, it says in verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Samaria and even the uttermost parts of the earth. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that your greatest enemy, who is Satan, but his greatest weapon, and you might not know this, but his greatest weapon is religion. That is his greatest weapon, because religion must gag God and must take the supernatural part of God out of God so that man does not have any requirements on him to repent and to get right with God. They just have to follow a ritual or two, and then and they're okay with no life change, with no deliverance, and with nothing ever changing other than public behavioral modification. And that is not what God does. He changes us from the inside out. Some of you, unless God touches you with the Holy Spirit, you are going to continue to drink and be a pornographer and do all that. Because unless the Holy Spirit walks up next to you and gets inside of you and then lives out through you, you simply cannot set yourself free. You don't have the authority and you don't have the power. And if you could have, you would have, and you haven't, and you you won't because only God can give you what you want and he will if you let him he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and listen fire from the Holy Ghost turn to somebody and say "Woo, woo! I need a little fire what happens if you live your life without the power of the Holy Spirit what fruit will you produce? And remember this, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that the only reliable truth is fruit. Whatever I say and whatever you say, the only thing you can actually rely on 
is the fruit of a person's life. You know the tree by its fruit. So whatever you claim to have or claim to be, it is all nullified by the fruit that pops out of you. And that is the bottom line. If you are bearing bad fruit, then you are rooted in a bad place. And if you are bearing good fruit, then you are rooted in a good place. Because your roots determine your fruits. Give somebody a high five and say, holla, holla, baby. That is what I'm talking about right now in this church. When you try to do what God wants you to do on your own, then you produce what the Bible calls Ishmael's. This is Abraham not waiting on the power of God, but getting impatient and saying, okay, God, maybe you didn't mean that I was going to have a child at, you're like, I'm, a, I'm old. So I'm going to get with it. And so he got with it and produced all these little Ishmaels, which are the children of your flesh. You see, all you can ever produce and all I can ever produce without God's help is Ishmael's are children of our flesh. However hard you may try, anything that isn't birthed from the Holy Spirit is an Ishmael and must be cast out of your life at some point. Praise the Lord. So if you're going to follow some progressive Christianity type people and you smoke all you want, drink all you want, you know, sleep with anybody you want, marry anybody you want, do whatever you want. Just understand that the fruit is your sermon that you should be listening to. It doesn't matter how much you love a person. It's the fruit that tells you where they're rooted. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Say it to the person next to you, I don't know about you. Say it to him. Say, I don't know about you. Go ahead. Say, I don't know about you. But I need you. Tell him, I need you to give me $100 right now so that I can get something out of this service tonight. Brother Ivan is losing me completely with all this intellectual mumbo jumbo. Just way out there, ridiculous words that he's using. Confused. I need some plain talk. What do you get when there's no Holy Spirit denominations? Many of them. With all kinds of beliefs. That's what happens. You get cults. You get heresies. You get burnout. You get wrong conclusions, you get defeat, failure, frustration. You get all kinds of acting and pretending, and people have to become actors in church because their private life does not match what they're declaring with their acting. And I don't know about you, but it's too tiring. Acting is just too hard. Oh, it takes so much energy to pretend. It's just better to let it flow out of there.
And whatever you got, you got. Let the enchiladas be the enchiladas. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look at somebody right now, give them a high five and say, is that your original hair color? Because that is amazing. I've never seen that color before. Fabulous mixing of all the tintings and taintings and wow. So Jesus told him, I want you to go and pray in the upper room, and I want you to pray there. 120 people showed up out of all the ones that had seen miracles, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, only 120 showed up. And uh, he said, I'm going to send you the helper, and he's going to come down, and he's going to empower you to do and be what you can't do and what you can't be. Who can be like Jesus? Who can be like Jesus? You have to fail like a thousand, thousand times before you realize, oh, I actually can't do this. <laughs> when God is ready to promote you, he will send someone to offend you. And if you can love them, you will be promoted. And if you can't love them, then you have to retest. And you can spend your entire life retesting over one person that you can't seem to love that God is insisting you love. He's not killing them. He's not murdering them. You can't hire any hitman. You can't walk away from them. They are your mother. You can't. It, dear God. I can't ask you to kill my mother. Oh, Jesus. I feel so guilty for days. So think of this. Satan is the world's greatest evangelist. No one is better at converting people than Satan. He converts preachers. Mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, Christians, he converts you all day, every day through your TV, through books, and through all information that comes into your ears. The greatest evangelistic tool of Satan is music with perverted lyrics. And this is Satan's job. Satan's job is to fall in love with a melody so it opens your soul and then the lyrics seduce you. And then your conclusions and ID and identity are converted and seduced by the lyrics of a melody that haunts you and gets inside you. So you're singing the F word all day because of the melody that you can't get out of your head. Turn to two or three people and say, Hala. Look at somebody and say, I think he's talking to you because I can't relate to any of this kind of stuff right here. This is some kind of another language. I don't know what he's speaking right now. Is that another language that he's talking? I, I don't even, I can't, my God. Because remember that every day, all day, you're being preached to all day. All day, every day, you're being preached to all day, every day. 
you got to choose your master and you got to choose your kingdom and you got to choose your king. Praise the Lord. Let's take a praise break right now, everybody. Just lift your hands and praise God a little bit and tell him how amazing that he is. Lift his name and bless him a little bit and tell him, oh, God, I love you so much. You're so amazing and so fantastic. Glory to your name. Mighty God of heaven, praise the Lord. So we see then in the Bible that while they were in that upper room waiting, the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. Now, Satan being a great evangelist, his job is to demonize anything that God wants to give you that's good for you. That's his job. So he will de demonize a church. He will demonize a, a biblical experience. He will demonize whatever he's got to demonize. So you will be scared of it, afraid of it, and so that you will believe a false thing about it and live your life separated from it once you conclude it is not from God because you have been persuaded by the great evangelist that that is not good. It is bad. That's his job. He does it great. He does it great. However, he's the father of liars. He can't help himself but tell you a lie about anything good that God is doing in your life. Praise the Lord. Tell that person next to you, you just seem skinnier today. I don't know what it is. But there's, a, there's a thinness to you. Say that, that there's a thinness to you. You just, I don't know, it just, you, you just seem, you seem smaller. You, you look huggable. So I, as a young man, having issues in this area of morality, am walking home one day, and I stopped by a soda fountain place. They used to have those. And my mother owned a, a dress shop, and right across the street was a a place where they have, you sit down in these round chairs and they turn around and, 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 and then they serve you the shakes in these silver, silver containers and they're very cold and the shakes are in there. And, 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 and when you eat them, it's like you're lost yourself in another planet of <laughs> pleasure and heaven. And unless you've had them, you don't know, but they give you the whole drink and, and this really nice thing. And you, but in there's half still, half, half more in there. And so you're, so, so you're just, you're just, you're out of your mind with happiness and, and you're just. So I was there after football practice and banana nut shake and, and I noticed a little turnaround thing with books in it. And I, I noticed one that said, something about the Holy Spirit. So I went and got the book and then I took it home and I read it. And in the middle of the night, 
the presence of the Holy Spirit hit me at about three in the morning. And the Holy Spirit began to sing through me. The only way I can say it. My mother came in and heard me and freaked out. And so she ran across the road to my brother's house and called him. She said, we might have to call the ambulance. I think he has lost his mind. I was singing in something that I cannot explain, but how beautiful it was that even my mother stood there with her mouth open, crying. I went to school, and we got a new teacher in history class, and I was so elated, I was just singing in there. I didn't know any better. I was just singing in this beautiful gift that God had given me, and the history teacher started crying. She said, what is that language you're singing in? I said, I don't know. It's God singing out of me. She says, I just feel something. What is happening? Stay after class. I said, okay. I stayed after class. And she said, what, what is this? Why am I getting goosebumps right now? I said, you want me to do it again? So I started singing for her just softly like that. And she just started crying. And then she started singing with me. Right in class. Nobody was in there. It was just me and her. Then the whole football team got this. So I'm calling signals and saying other things in the middle. And it's freaking everybody out. But a revival broke out of deliverance and healing. So many people started getting delivered. Because when you are baptized in the power of Jesus... He gives you a way to communicate with God that is beautiful. Satan wants to make it ugly, but it is not ugly. It is beautiful. Listen to these words. Anything of God is beautiful. Until man gets involved and turns it into something ugly. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, I want you to do this. And it says that they were together and uh, uh, th this a uh, rushing wind came into the building, and then there appeared over them like tongues of fire, and they began to pray in the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. I found after this, and I thought he was crazy when he told me, that I started to pray in the Holy Spirit for six hours a day. I don't believe I missed a day for three years. And I only prayed for my mother, nothing else. I said, Lord, my mom cannot go to hell. And if I die praying, I promise I will never stop as long as she's alive. And it was exactly three years on the day that she got saved and I got to lead her to Jesus on the front porch. And she got filled with the Holy Spirit and led so many people to Jesus there in that little clothing place of every type of background. Because, you know, when you've known a woman for 30 or 40 years and she's picked your clothes and she says, no, you're a, you're a winter, you're not a summer, that's not your color. 
come on in here. And uh, well, her, her name was Leela. Leela, why, why are you so, you're different. Oh yes, I have Jesus and I have, blah, 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 blah. you need him right now. Let's pray. Go ahead. Come on here. here tr- put that on. Oh, that's a little tight on you. Okay. Let's pray. And she just led people to Jesus like that. Just led them to Jesus. You can't, it is like being an elephant without a trunk. The Holy Spirit helps you drink the living water. And when you get that, it changes everything. Put on my music. It changes everything. It literally changes the way you feel. I would wake up in the most beautiful peace. I would walk around in peace. All my rage and anger left. I began to get these words of knowledge for people. I didn't even know. I said, hey, is your mother sick right now? And they say, yeah, how do you know? She's got cancer. I go, oh my gosh. And God began to start speaking to me and ministering to me and training me on how to live. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not boasting about what I'm saying, but that was when I was 17 years old. I got married when I was 24 years old. And I'm just saying, I didn't touch a girl from that point till the day I got married. Now, the day I got married, I told my wife, I said, run for your life because I've been tied up, chained up, bound up, and I'm about to get set free. Run, woman, run. Everybody say, holla, holla, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I think Jesus is in the house tonight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was over the top or not, but possibly, possibly. So I want you to think tonight, if God can give you this power and if he can baptize you in this, you know, the Bible says in Romans 8, 26, that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, that it's not you praying That it's actually God praying through you. And this is how God explained it to me one day. He said, Ivan, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're praying perfect prayers. Because I go in there and I write the prayer. Pray it to myself. Answer myself. And give you the blessing." And I said, you mean that every time I pray in the Holy Spirit that I am praying perfect prayers? Because how many of you actually know what to pray for in so many areas of your life? You're so emotionally driven or you are so intellectually driven that you cannot possibly know what is in the mind of God about certain things. And so God has to help you pray. This is the job of the Holy Spirit. And why does he do it? Because he wants to answer your prayers. And so many of our prayers are so selfish that he cannot answer them. So we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you'll receive power. And this is one of the things that began to happen. Groups of people began to be filled with the Holy Spirit in my school. An entire church was birthed out of it. And it has gone on and on and on. 
And now there are churches, and I'm not boasting, I'm just telling you, I've done this for 50 years, all over this world. All over this world. Not five, not ten, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You don't know what your potential is until you have the Holy Spirit totally free in your life to do whatever He wants through you. You don't know what you're capable of. You don't know what you can achieve because right now all you can think of is of your limitations and all your failures and your shyness and your weakness and your sins and your all the things you've done and the way you smoke pot and how much you like reefers and all the different things. And you can't imagine that God could put his hand on a person like you and use you to literally heal cancer and diseases and cause blind people to see and deaf people to hear and cause miracles to happen when you just lay your hands on someone because the power of the Holy Spirit is not just in you, but it is flowing out of you. So religion will kill that in spite of what the Bible says. Forbid not that people pray in the Holy Spirit. It's a direct violation of the scripture to do it. And there is no evidence of any kind to contradict it. Remember the rule of Christian practice. And that rule is if something is done three times, it is a witness and it probably can be practiced. If something happens once, you have to be leery of practicing that. But you have Acts chapter 2 where it happened and it had the same fruit. They prayed in the Holy Spirit and they even prophesied, which I am going to start doing in a little bit. In Acts chapter 10, it happened again and the same results, the same results. Then in Acts chapter 19, Paul finds disciples, already Christians, they're already Christians. He says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Now, obviously, as soon as you get saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. But this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which John said, I'm baptizing you in water, but Jesus is coming and he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. One is for salvation and the other one is for empowerment and equipping in your life. Because remember, if you don't have the help of the Holy Spirit, there is going to be some person in your life that you will never be able to love without God's help. And that may be your wife or your husband or your mother-in-law. So we need the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I want the band to come back up here. Everybody, like the whole band. And I want everybody to realize what I'm trying to say, that you can't change the Bible to accommodate your particular group. It happened in Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 19. Three times, exact same result. You cannot change that. You cannot just invent your own thing and decide it's not right because there are crazy people doing crazy things with something beautiful. Praise the Lord. And in a minute, I'm going to pray for you because this is the first thing I want to do tonight because I know how much it changed my life. 
Here's what's going to happen when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some of you will stop having nightmares right away, like I did. You'll never have them again. Some of you will be physically healed in your body while you're praying. I've done this a long time. I do it every week. Sometimes I do it every day of the week. So I'm not just making stories up. I'm really too old for that now. When I was young and I was trying to put notches on my, on my gun, okay. But I don't need places to preach anymore. I have 300 churches waiting for me to come, and I'm scheduled four years out. So I'm just telling you, I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you that I have nothing to prove. I am telling you the truth. This is what you need to heal your marriage. Because if you and your wife can start praying together, your marriage is going to get healed. But you know how, what kind of warfare comes against you just when you try to pray together. Oh, why do you have to talk like that? Oh, why do you have to move like that? Or why do you have to be so loud? Or do you have to have gas while you're praying? Oh, do you have to do? I mean, it's, it's a myriad of, in, of interruptions. Because God knows that if couples pray together, their prayers will get answered. And the best way to keep you from getting your prayers answered is get you divided. So you need a uniter, and the uniter is the Holy Spirit when you pray together and God is praying the prayers for you. Praise the Lord. So here's what's going to happen. I'm giving you an invitation. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. I'm giving you an invitation. How many of you here Say in your heart, I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life tonight. Let me see your hands. So many people, pretty much everybody. And how many of you that are here tonight say, Ivan, I would want to receive that prayer language that releases those rivers of living water that are spoken of in John chapter 7, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, speaking of the Holy Spirit. Let me see your hands. Oh my gosh. There is no way that I can do this by bringing you forward because it's almost everyone. So what I'm going to do is have you stand up if you lifted your hands. This is only part one. At some point, if you want to leave, that's up to you. This is my last night, and I'm riding this horse into the sunset. All I'm saying is I got a lot to do tonight. This is just the first thing. Now, in a minute, I'm going to show you that when a person receives the Holy Spirit, remember that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. So do you trust him? You do not have to trust me. I have no power and I can give you nothing. But do you trust him? Luke 11 says, if you ask, you receive. If you seek, if you knock, and if you ask your heavenly father for the Holy Spirit, how much more will he give it to you? You see, this is not a shy time. This is a bold time. This is not a time to be shy. This is a time to be bold. I'm going to show you exactly how to receive because that's my job. 
But out of you will flow the Holy Spirit. You will not hear words. You will not hear, uh, God will not grab your tongue and make you do things. It will come because you open the faucet with your own free will. Because remember, God cannot violate your free will. So he can never make you do anything. You pray in the Holy Spirit. If I did, if I started tonight and, and said, ay, como están hermanos, todo está lindo esta noche, que les bendiga el Señor con el Espíritu Santo, todo va a ser maravilloso. Would you all get offended at me? Since I'm speaking Spanish? No. If I go, you wouldn't get offended. So when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're a little bit too religious. And legalistic, because that's what religion does. If you hear a hundred languages on your TV, you shouldn't get offended if somebody goes, and just prays in the Holy Spirit. You see, my eyes didn't roll in my back. I stop when I want. I start when I want. Because God does not do anything ugly or bad. It's all beautiful and sweet. Some of you may feel something while you're praying. This is what you might feel. Hot flashes. What is happening a lot of times when this happens is there is a demonic force that has attached itself to you and it is disconnecting from you. And you're actually being delivered. So when you begin to pray, and I'm going to show you how to do this in a second, you need to trust God and let the rivers flow. So step number one, I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to praise the Lord in English and tell him how amazing he is when I count to three. Ready? One, two, three. Just start telling God how amazing he is. Just praise him in English. Praise him in English, everybody. Just praise him. No, and I'll tell you what to play in a minute. I want you to play that first song you started with, the very first one. Bless the Lord, O my soul, something like that. Very cool. You know, brother, what is your name? David? The Holy Ghost is talking to me right now. The Lord gave you a chain-breaking, giant-killing anointing when you were in your mother's womb. First Samuel 1751, David picked up the sword of Goliath and cut his head off. This is the anointing you have, my brother. It is coming from the Lord that when you sing, demons flee, chains are broken, and breakthrough comes. Now, now as a reward... As a reward for hungering after me, saith the Lord, as, as a reward for wanting me, as a, a reward for desiring me, and as a reward for fighting against the demonic forces that have come against you, I will touch all the members of your family, and I will cause them to love me with all their heart and soul and mind. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 6, 
I will circumcise their heart so they love me with all their heart and all their mind and all their soul and all their spirit. And I will, I will send you, I will send you financial blessings that will blow your mind. Everybody say, holla, holla, praise God. Come on, everybody. Praise God a little bit. Say, Jesus is amazing. So in order for you to understand, you lift your hands and you praise the Lord. And why do we do that? Psalm 22. God inhabits the praises of his people. Praise the Lord. So they laid hands on the people and were baptized, but sometimes they just spoke it. And so I'm going to speak it. This is what I'm going to say. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. And when I say that, I want you all to say, I receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. You ready? Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. That's how they did it. Nothing weird about it. It is an act of faith, and you just receive it. Just breathe that in and say, I receive that in the name of Jesus. Now again, with your hands lifted up, in English, tell God how great he is in a loud voice. One, two, three. Let it out of there, brothers and sisters. Okay, now, now I'm going to do something. Say this, I repent for all my sins. Wash me in your blood, Jesus. Cleanse me from those sins. In Jesus' name. You weren't worthy, now you're covered in the blood and so you're clean. Lest the accuser accuse you of something. You're clean. Now, I want you to sit down for a moment and listen to me on this part. In a moment, we'll stand up and do that again. You'll praise the Lord in English. And then there's going to come a point where I'm going to tell you, I'm going to count to three and just say, stop praying in English, and you're going to begin, and the Holy Spirit is going to take over. You'll be able to tell. The Holy Spirit will come out in a beautiful language that God will give you. The Bible says that though we speak with the tongues of men and of angels, we don't know what that is. It's just a beautiful thing. It's your private prayer language between you and God. This is not the gift of tongues in 1 Corinthians 12 or 1 Corinthians 14. Those are two separate things, but it is a prayer language, but it is not that gift because that's multiple languages. I happen to have that and operate in that. That's not what we're praying for you. We're praying for you to receive what happened in the book of Acts. For all believers, Acts 2, 39. All those that will believe and their children and whoever wants it belongs to you. Praise the Lord. God cannot do anything without your cooperation, without your permission, and unless you take a step of faith. He will not force you. You're going to have to take a step of faith and jump out. I had to do it. Everybody has to do it. It's very beautiful and simple. Sabre lam roklakas vidja 
That's my prayer language. Kerguja, Bardi Virisdrada. Did not learn it. Nobody taught it to me. It just came flowing out. It's different for everybody, but notice that I am not crazy. I am not crazy. I am not doing crazy things. I am not out of control. I'm not doing any of that. I am just talking to my father. I'm just talking to my father. That's all I'm doing. I was blessed to have gotten this at 17 because God knew I would never make it. I literally was not even tempted from 17 to 24. Not even tempted. The presence of God will stay on your body and keep it healthy and strong. Are you ready? Let's all stand up again. Everybody that wants to get this, just stand up. And in a minute, they're going to start singing that song. You can turn that music off in a minute. They're going to sing that song. What is it called again? Bless it. Yeah, whatever it was, that first one you sang. It was awesome. Uh, and, and here's what's going to happen. We're going to lift our hands. Remember, this is a sign of victory and surrender. And then we're going to praise the Lord out loud in English. If you're standing next to someone you're shy around, it really won't matter because that music, with everybody making noise, they won't be able to tell what's going on. And nobody really cares about you right now. They just care about themselves. So lift your hands and begin to praise God in English and say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit and it'll flow out of my life. Go ahead and praise him for a little bit. And then when I count to three, you're going to start praying in the Holy Spirit, as will I and anybody else that already can. Just praise him out loud in English. Just keep going. And I want you to begin that song. Turn mine off and begin that song. Get ready, everybody. Get ready. Some of you are already receiving. I can see it. Some of you are already receiving. You got to open your mouth and let it out. Sing that verse. I want to make sure it's the right. That's it. That's it. Get ready, everybody. One, two, three. Let it start flowing out of there. Sheval merektaya bordavara sedrega rempare shavrada. Receive the Holy Spirit and be baptized in the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it flow out of you like a river. No more English. Oh God, fill the people with your Holy Spirit. Let it flow out of them, God, like a river. Come on, let it out of there. Shelele wadi. Bekwaluri gadzavare. Shempolelo koroso varadije. Kerredaso verdava. Fill them, God, with your Holy Spirit.
Let the power of your Holy Spirit come upon your people. They love you, God. They love you. They want you, God. Teach them to pray. Baptize them in power. Baptize them in love. Baptize them in joy. Deliver them, God, from demonic forces. Heal their bodies, God, from cancer. Heal them from sugar diabetes. Heal them, O oh God. Deliver them from all forms of blood disorders, skin diseases. Every divorce, we stop it in the name of Jesus. Heal them from heart problems, God, and thyroid problems, kidney problems, liver problems, lung disorders, and asthma. Heal the people, God. Lay your hand upon the people, God, as they pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray it out. Let it go. Let it flow. Woo! Jesus. Thank you, God. Help all those, God, right now that don't let anybody get stuck, Lord. Let it flow out of there. Flow out of there like a river. Woo! Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let them all just pray out. We trust you, Jesus. You are the baptizer. You said if we ask for an egg, you will not give us a snake. If we ask for bread, you would not give us a rock. And if we ask for the Holy Spirit, that you would give it to us, God. Come down, Holy Spirit. Baptize the people in the fire of God like the book of Acts. Baptize them in the Holy Ghost and fire. Woo, Jesus. Thank you, God. Heal marriages right now. Heal marriages right now, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Jesus. So many of your people, God, are praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Elvaro Bordivadze Berekatun Zabala. Shemelev Wazilikin Jelebrekadri. Gregaros Feredu Jemaldike. O mighty God of heaven, great and awesome Savior, amazing, exalted God, high above the whole earth. Shalom. You do what nobody else can do. Praise you, Jesus. Let's go one more time, everybody. Dive in there again. Sing it out loud, brother. Bless the Lord. Come on, Holy Spirit. Every man, woman, and child, 
Lift them up with the powers of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. What an awesome God we serve. Fill the people with your Holy Spirit. Baptize them in the love of God, in the joy of God, and in the peace of God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. You are amazing. You are amazing. There's nobody like you, Lord. My God, what an awesome God you are. Glory. Glory and honor. Praise to your name, almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now let's give God praise right now. Give him a clap offering. Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you love him. Praise him for being great and amazing and wonderful. Thank you, God. Be seated if you can for a little bit.